Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Along with Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman, presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN radio. We can't wait to hear what you have to say because now that Jim Harbaugh and Michigan football, 15-0, national champions, it is his world because who has it better than him right now? Nobody. Nobody. Well, I checked the biggest box, you know, for me personally, just to be, uh, you know, part of the family, you know, uh, with my dad who won a national championship with Western Kentucky in 2002 and John Harbaugh who won the Super Bowl 2012 season, 2013 Super Bowl. I get to sit at the, uh, the big person's table now. Uh, that, that feels really good. Just, you know, to be, to be the only coach in your own family that you know, hasn't won a national t- title uh, or Super Bowl, the, the championship, that, that feels great personally. So these are the coaching openings right now in the National Football League. In the AFC, you have the Las Vegas Raiders. You have the Tennessee Titans. You have the Los Angeles Chargers. In the NFC, you have the Carolina Panthers, the Washington Commanders, and your Atlanta Falcons that have that coaching vacancy. We'll see what the Bears are going to do, and there could be another one out there. So, Harry, I'll ask you, before we ask everybody out there, 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, on the Dr. Pepper call line, where do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to be coaching next year? I'm still a firm believer of the Chicago Bears. And I understand Matt Eberflus, what he was able to do with this football team down the stretch. But if you're Chicago, a guy who drafted Jim Harbaugh and he played four years there, um, he understands the city, understands the organization, and you look at the pieces that they have in place, right? You have an opportunity to either keep Justin Fields or get collateral for him, but you have your pick of the litter with the number one pick overall and choosing a quarterback of your liking that you want to have on your roster. Also, you have a nice tight end in Cole Komet. We understand that Jim Harbaugh loves his tight ends. He also oh, yeah. loves a dual-threat quarterback. All, dating all the way back when you seen him with the Stanford Cardinal and, and Andrew Luck, a guy that was a dual-threat. When you looked at the San Francisco 49ers, when he had Alex Smith and also Colin Kaepernick. Right. You look at him at Michigan right now with J.J. McCarthy. That's his M.O. He also likes toughness. That's something that he really wants to implement and also feel like he can build his team the way and mold it the way he wants to. I can't help Mm -hmm. but think about the culture that he built at the University of Michigan, how he had things with the San Francisco 49ers on offense and defense, right? Not just one side of the ball, but both sides of the football. And when I look at the Chicago Bears, they're young. Um, They're going to have cap space. They have draft picks. And you can choose the quarterback of your liking. Mm-hmm. That like the, but he's going to have his pick of the litter. Right. Right. When you look at all the teams you just mentioned, and then you mentioned six teams, and if you throw the Bears into that equation, if you throw the New Orleans Saints that they move on from Dennis Allen into that equation as well, you're going to have eight teams there. So it's mm-hmm. basically the best fit 
for Jim Harbaugh to be able to do what he wants to do right. within that organization. But also, when you look at a roster and you look at draft picks, all that plays a major factor in his decision mm-hmm. if he decides to leave the Michigan Wolverines in mm-hmm. which he rebuilt them and brought, got them back to being a national powerhouse. This is all the makers of Jim Harbaugh going to Las Vegas Raiders. And mm-hmm. I hate to put that out there because I think Antonio Pierce has earned that job and he should get that job because those players believe in him and he wants that job and he has shown that he can be a guy that can be a Raiders coach, that can be a really good coach. The Raiders should not screw this up again like they did a couple of years ago. When Tony Spazaccia got that team to the playoffs, when everything was unraveling around the organization, they move on from John Gruden, they had the tragic Henry Ruggs action that killed somebody in Las Vegas, and he and Derek Carr kept that organization afloat when they got to the playoffs. And so what, is, what, what does Mark, Mark Davis do? He decided to bring in Josh McDaniels, and it was a, a spectacular fail with the Las Vegas Raiders. But this is all the makings of that. It really, really does. Because whoever you're going to bring in the Raiders, you're going to find somebody that's going to be a guy that can be coached up properly. And he has really been good, Jim Harbaugh. Not just finding and spotting talent, but finding and spotting talented coaches that can coach up guys. Had them at Stanford, had them in San Francisco, got them in Michigan. This is all the makings of Jim Harbaugh being the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. If you're Mark Davis, if you're going to move up on Antonio Pierce, because it's more than likely, I think, in my opinion, that he's going to do that, a guy like that out there, a big fish out there, will love nothing better than that kind of challenge in Las Vegas to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, I would say this about the Raiders. Right now, they're slotted to pick 13th. Now, we know Mark Davis wants to make a splash within this organization moving forward. They're going to have to move up to get a quarterback in this draft? Or is there someone that's going to be able to fall to them in in those regards? I I don't know if you really want to take that chance if you're Mark Davis moving forward because Mm -hmm. you need a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you're bringing in Jim Harbaugh, you would like for that head coach to have the quarterback of his liking and his choice. Or bring in a trade for Justin Fields. Jim Harbaugh knows from coaching against him when he played at The Ohio State University. That is all the makings. That That should be symbiotic right there. Go get Jim Harbaugh, trade for Justin Fields. You still got enough talent in that football team and a running game. Yeah. It can be very physical. Yep. It has all the makings of him being the Las Vegas Raiders head coach. Just my hunch, just my opinion. What say you at Triple H say ESPN? 888-729-3776. Nine years in Michigan. Three straight playoff appearances, and he finally broke through in a national championship last night. There's no way he's going to be the Michigan coach in 2024 unless they back up the Brinks truck. So where's Jim Harbaugh going to be? I believe it's Las Vegas. My man Harry believes it's Chicago. Bruce in Virginia at 888-729-3776. Where do you believe Jim Harbaugh will be coaching next season and why? Hey, man, let me first say, man, thanks for letting me talk on your show. I'm a huge fan of you guys, man. That boy bad. Uh, (laughs) But, 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 Harry, hey, man, it's the obvious choice, guys. Alexander then stole this stadium location from Maryland. So can't you imagine that the, the rivalry 52 miles from each other of the Commanders versus the Ravens, let him bring back the Hogs in D.C. Man, this is an obvious choice. And one quick foot, footnote. Freddie brought up Gil Scott Herring in the first hour. Mm-hmm. Man, legend. But, Freddie, you misquoted. The song is Home is Where the Hatred Is, and it's also the Pieces of a Man album, which was his first 
studio album. That was a live album that was recorded in 1970. Pieces of a Man was recorded in 1971. But also, you also put us on Home is Where the Heart on his last album, I'm New Here. Oh, okay, my man. No, no, my it's okay. Man. <laughs> it's quite all right. It's quite all right because you know he he, he corrected me, but that "Home Is Where the Hatred" is a fantastic record. But on his last album, I'm new here. "Home Is Where the Heart Is." That's what Gil Scott Heron did as well. So we're both no. right. You just no. gave him the Matumbo finger no, wag. No, no, no. <laughs> yes, no, 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 no. No, no. no usually he would reject. Well, the shot well, he can't he went, see you. Yeah. You did it on the Zoom. I didn't you do that. We see you on the Zoom. Say Bruce, no, 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 no. Bruce of Virginia, do not let these three fools try to put words <laughs> my mouth in their line. Because I said, oh no, Bruce, no, you're right about that's where that album's from. But he also just saw Homeless where the heart is on his last album. When it comes to I'm new here by Gil Scott Heron, very underrated so, guy. Look him up. So let's say this about the Commanders. We do know they have the number two overall pick, and they will have their opportunity to pick a quarterback, probably not to their liking, unless they move up to the number one spot and mm-hmm. jump the Chicago Bears. If the Chicago Bears want to trade that pick or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm worried about them defensively, though. You have the Me two too. big guys inside in Deron Payne and Jonathan Allen, but yeah. you know you, you got rid of your defensive ends, in which one of them is in Chicago right, right now. The other one's in right. San Francisco balling out. So yeah. you got to rebuild around that defensive line still. But if you draft a quarterback, you got Terry McLaurin, you got Jahan Dotson on the outside. Yeah, you got, you got a running back in, in Robinson who that offensive line was always in flux. Jim Harbaugh has really shown that he can find a guy that can coach an offensive line yep. and get that ready. Did it in Stanford, San Francisco, definitely with Michigan. So that may be something that was a problem early on. But he seems to be the right guy to find the elixir to that kind of problem. And then that helps your defense where those guys aren't playing as many snaps because you're running the football, controlling the clock, scoring yep. touchdowns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. One of our favorites is Unique in New Jersey. Unique, where do you believe Jim Harbaugh will be coaching next season and why? Here we go with my dogs at. What's up, fellas? What's, What's up, on? Unique? Whoa, whoa, What's whoa, up, whoa, baby? Whoa, whoa. What's good? What's good with you? Hey, I see you was over there playing around over there at that championship game, huh? <laughs> yeah, a little something, something unique, a little something. Yeah, you do a lot of things, big boy. You do a lot of things, my man. That's good. <laughs> so look, follow this, man. Follow this move right here, man. You're going to like this, right? Okay. Khakis, man. Khakis done did it, man. You know, <laughs> turned it out. You know what I'm saying? He delivered. You understand know what I'm saying? He delivered. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that fifth pocket, man, that fifth pocket turns into a big bag now. You know what I mean? You know, you got fifth, a fifth pocket is a, you know, you know, you got the jeans on, got a fifth pocket, you put a little change in there. <laughs> the big bag. The big bag is what you want. I'm going to sit there, man. You want to sit at the table? I'm going to sit him at the table, and he's going to have the biggest piece of chicken. We're going to bring him to Dallas, man, and make that thing happen, man. Because Snack is gone, man. Take your honey buns, take your honey buns and cookies, <laughs> and you out of here, Snack. <laughs> you for wow. Love, peace, and happiness, brothers. Peace. You too, you Nick. You Nick, not a fan of Mike McCarthy, by the way. Not a fan of Mike McCarthy. So, check this out, man. <laughs> Unique has to be one of our funniest callers. Bro, Without I smile question. and laugh every time Unique calls in. It. It's Nick, always you know, good. It's over, Snacks, man. <laughs> Honey buns and cookies. It's over, man. Khaki's got it, man. Khaki's got it. Jerry Jones loves splash hires, and if Mike McCarthy and the Cowboys lose to the Green Bay Packers, I don't think he's going to be the coach on Monday morning. But I'll tell you why I don't see it, though. Because mm-hmm. if Jim Harbaugh was to go to the Dallas Cowboys, Jim mm-hmm. Harbaugh wants some say. You know, he 
just went through something with the San Francisco 49ers with Balky as a general manager. Yep. That's the reason mm-hmm. why he was no longer in San Fran. Absolutely. So that's the only reason why I do not see that happening. Here, here's something else to that. Jerry Jones wants to be the star yep. when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. He's had two coaches who were on that line or better than him, and he ran them out of there. Jimmy Johnson and Bill Parcells. He wants to show everybody, I can win with the coach that I handpicked that his star is never going to be bigger than mine when it comes to Mike McCarthy. And that's not saying Mike McCarthy is not a good head coach. Jerry Jones wants to be the star. He can take a quarterback being that way, like Troy Aikman and Dak Prescott and Tony Romo. He doesn't want a head coach to be anywhere near the top of that bunk when it comes to Jerry Jones. But if Jim Harbaugh goes anywhere, there's only one condition that he will leave Michigan Booger McFarland, ESPN football analyst, explained that much earlier today on Get Up. He's putting all the steps in place to come back to the NFL, but he's got to get the power, guys. If he doesn't get total power or the general manager that he wants, guys, I don't think he's going to wind up coming back because why would he leave Michigan where he's brought them back to prominence? He's won a championship. By all reports, he's got a contract on the desk for 10 years and $125, $130 million. Why would he leave that where he is the man in Michigan and runs everything to come back to the NFL and be told what to do by some general manager that he doesn't want to work with? So I think the key greenie in guys will be what team is going to give him complete control? Is there a team out there, Graz, that is going to give him or willing to give him complete control of their organization? And that's why when, unique you say the Dallas Cowboys, that's another reason why I, I don't see it. Yeah. Because we know Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, they're not giving up that power right. within their organization to yeah. a head coach. They mm-hmm. feel like through and through mm-hmm. they can do it on their own. They're right. going to be in charge. And also, mm-hmm. when we look at a team that just let go their head coach today in the Tennessee Titans. Right. Freddie, when you read that piece from Amy Adams-Strunk when she was on uh, with Mike Keith, Remember, she said she is not in the place right now to let in the, uh, yeah. all of us know yeah. if the new head coach or who will have control over the final say, leaving the door open a little bit for a guy like Jim Harbaugh, potentially, if that's what he wants. Right. I'll tell you the one team that should really make a run at him. I don't believe they will, but they should. New England Patriots. Mm. You get everything you want because Bill Belichick has been charged of this. Jim Harbaugh, if he wants that kind of power and Robert Kraft wants to have a new day that's not a Patriot way anymore. Why would you not make a run at that guy? If you believe that Bill Belichick, I don't know how long he wants to bring Bill Belichick back, but if it's going to be a one-year thing, then why do that? Nothing is going to change. You're still going to stink as an organization, and if Bill Belichick is not going to take a step back and let other people do that work for him when it comes to scouting and drafting guys, I firmly believe he doesn't want to do that. He doesn't want to let go of that. So if you're going to let go of Bill Belichick, then you make a run at a guy like Jim Harbaugh, who you know has proven that he can build a team literally from the bottom up and make you competitive and not to worry about this Patriot way getting in the way of things anymore if you're the New England Patriots. Freddie, do you just re- do you realize now that you just said the New England Patriots, I don't know how I forgot about them, potentially could be a vac- uh, open vacancy for, some, for another coach. Mm-hmm. That would be, if you include New England, the Bears, and the Saints, mm-hmm. that will be nine teams open to hire a new head coach. For 2024, nine teams, Freddie. Yeah, that will all want to be in the sweepstakes for Jim Harbaugh. 
It could be a bloodbath for his services. Where is the highest bidder? <laughs> Who wants to give me control? I'll see you. I'll see you. I'll see you. We're going to hear from Mach in Alaska at 888-729-3776 on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Mach, thanks for hitting us up on the Dr. Pepper call-in line at 888-729-3776. Mach, where do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to coach next season and why? Harry, my friend, Happy New Year. Freddie, I love your shows. Um, Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. You know that. what? I don't, uh, I just don't want to see him in Vegas. You made my case for me already. Uh-huh. The Miss Pisacia story was uh, heartbreaking for, I mean, every Raiders fan out there. Uh, I think Antonio Pierce is the guy. Yep. I wouldn't mind seeing him going anywhere but Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Mott said, no, no, no. We don't want him in Sin City. Uh-huh. But I would say this, though, Mott. Um, you can't discredit what he was able to do every stop he's been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you feel like your organization needs to be reset, if you feel like your organization needs to get back to winning ways, Hiring Jim Harbaugh, I think, in my opinion, could not be a bad thing because his track record speaks for itself. Also, when it comes to the Raiders, they need to allow Champ Kelly to get that general manager job. He's the interim general manager right now. He's a guy that I thought should have been been a general manager two or three years ago. Right. And if they don't, then somebody else is going to get him and hire him as a general manager. No doubt about that. But if you're going to bring the Jim Harbaugh, he's going to want to bring in his guy. Yep, and that's not going to be him, which means he could wind up going somewhere else. Steve in San Francisco, what do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to be coaching in twenty twenty four, and why? Last time I saw Jim, he was coaching in Candlestick, and he was beating Miami with Cap. So he, Freddie, I mean, I mean Harry, Harry, you're exactly right. It's Chicago. It's tradition. Yep. He wants to bring somebody up from the ashes. Las Vegas, uh, they don't even have a home games anymore. Neither does San Diego. Um, <laughs> I just can't see him going anywhere else than Chicago. Dub is. Yeah, you know, I don't see him going anywhere else either, but then again, how much are we really trusting that Ryan Paul's the general manager and anybody else in that Bears organization would not make that so easy for Jim Harbaugh to want to go there? The Bears have shown that what is obviously the right move, they don't want to make the right move. They had a chance to do that a couple of years ago, and they bring in Matt Eberflus, and that has turned out to be the wrong move. I don't care how the Bears have played the last five to six weeks of the regular season. They look like more of a football team, so be it. But if you get a chance to get a Jim Harbaugh, who would love nothing better than to coach in a place that drafted him, and he's a Midwest guy, played at Michigan, coached at Michigan, his best years were in Indianapolis with the Colts when he was captain comeback, and he was a drop pass away in the end zone from beating Pittsburgh and going to the Super Bowl that year when they beat Kansas City in the road. That should be the right move. That should be the only move. Do we trust the Bears to do that? That's the question I have about this when it comes to them and Jim Harbaugh having that reunion. Well, here's another side of Jim Harbaugh, too. Um, I don't know if a lot of people listening right now notice, but just look at how he built the confidence of J.J. McCarthy. Mm-hmm. And think about Justin Fields being a young quarterback if he goes to the Bears and he wants to keep Fields. But think about how he's going to be able to mentally build his quarterback up if it's a young guy that they pick with the first overall pick. 
that matters in this equation too. Because I think if you're taking a new quarterback, you have to go with an offensive guy, and Jim Harbaugh is that guy in my opinion. No doubt about that. One more from Eric in Pennsylvania. Eric, thanks for calling us on Freddie and Harry at 888-729-3776 and the Dr. Pepper call in line. In your opinion, Eric, where do you think Jim Harbaugh is going to be coaching next year and why? Uh, I think the best place for him, the Philadelphia Eagles. If uh, Sirianni gets fired, he's got a running quarterback. The, they already interviewed Jesse Minter, so he can bring his defensive coordinator with him. Uh, last year they interviewed Jesse Minter. What better team? You know, all of the reasons that you guys have been talking about, great offensive line, great defensive line, toughness, you know, Jalen Hurts fits the dual threat quarterback. You got the wide receivers. You got the tight end. You got draft picks coming up. You got one of the best GMs in the NFL to work with. I think that's the spot for them. They have not been the same meeting the Eagles since they kicked Big Dom off the sidelines. <laughs> Maybe that toughness went away when he decided to be yep. too tough for his own good against Dre Greenlaw. But if anybody would play well and not care about the Philadelphia media, and that city but be a, a, a product of that. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, it, it, it's not that long ago the Eagles were 10-1 and, and Nick Sirianni to toast in Philadelphia. Now they want to toast it. But they have everything they in do. the makeup of a team that, that Jim Harbaugh would like to. Yeah, and he, that could be a fit. As mm-hmm. a Cowboys fan, I hope it doesn't happen, but that could be a fit. <laughs> we stay with the Philadelphia Eagles here on Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together presented by Progressive Insurance. They were 10-1. and one. Then Big Dom got kicked off the sidelines, having that brutal out versus San Francisco. They've lost five out of their last six. Can they at least get it turned around when they play Monday night in Tampa Bay against the Buccaneers in the playoffs? We'll get to that after Harry gives you this, this live word from Vivid Seats. Check off that New Year's bucket list with tickets from Vivid Seats. You're home for every tackle, slap shot, and slam dunk. Vivid Seats celebrates fandom with unbeatable rewards like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. With Vivid Seats rewards, you earn every purchase. I mean, every last purchase that you want to have. From the tip-off to final buzzer, Vivid Seats has great selections from great prices on all the 2024 games that matter to you. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. 
Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Freddie and Harry. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman, together presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. If you could see right now, Harry Douglas, my co-host, and Andrew Hawkins, our sure ESPN have. NFL analyst in studio, they were in that vibe, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> hey, you, you give us a good beat, hey. man. The best, <laughs> the best part for me was it like it was like slow played itself into both of your ears, and then the next thing you know, Hawk and Harry didn't even like choreograph this, but they had the same kind of vibe going on. Hey. <laughs> now hold on, Freddie, give me a second. Now uh-huh. you say that slow played into our ears. Stop, no, stop. our ears just heard the music, Freddie. Pause, my brother. <laughs> that was, that was, wait a minute. That wasn't even pause-worthy. That really wasn't. Normally stuff on this show is pause-worthy. I don't think that qualifies. Yeah, okay. I don't think that qualifies. <laughs> Hulk, always good to have you, my man, in studio. Real quick, what was your reaction you found out earlier today that Mike Vrabel was fired by the Tennessee Titans? What the hell was my reaction? <laughs> I don't even. That didn't even register in my mind as a possibility, right? right. Like, I, I think, you know, I mean, when I look at the landscape, especially, you know, as the coaching carousel is going to kind of run its course, you, you look at teams going into an offseason and you think, okay, where are the question marks? Right. For the Tennessee Titans, there was no question mark at coach. Like, there was continuity issues. There was, okay, does this player make sense here? Is is the Derrick Henry a little past his prime and he's been the central, the central figure in the offensive scheme? Yeah. I mean, I think it's a dumb move for the Titans to get rid of Mike Vrabel. I mean, I, I honestly, I, he is the kind of coach that can motivate a team at any point. He understands what players are going to, but he's also, you know, draws a hard line with players, and players respect him because he keeps it real, and and that's a that's a rarity in the NFL. And I think it's illustrated by the way that the Titans played in Week 18 with absolutely nothing on the line. Bad coaches can't get that kind of effort out of team, so. If, if you ask me what I think the sim- it's a symptom of, I think it's just probably differing opinions between Rabel, who is a strong-willed guy, and the front office and the brass that are kind of running the organization. Yeah, and, and that was kind of my mm-hmm. mindset, Hulk, because I think moving forward for a team that has holes in a lot of places, mm-hmm. um, I think everyone has to be on the same page. Yeah, I, Like, it, the, the move shocked me yeah. because – Someone actually brought it up to me, I would say about three weeks ago, and I was like, it's nowhere in hell the Titans are moving on for Mike Vrabel. But at the same time, like you just mentioned, moving forward, I think everyone has to be on the same page. And if Mm -hmm. Mike thought one way, front office thought another way, then it's hard to move forward in in, in that way. When especially you don't have the production on the football field and the outcomes that you want. So. I want to move it forward now to Jim Harbaugh. We, we was able to see him last night win uh-huh. a national championship and, and hear him speak about how now when he's sitting at the table with his father and his brother, he feels like he belongs when it comes to championship talk yeah. and championship <laughs> ball now. That's dope. Um, <laughs> where should he coach next season? Because there are a lot of openings right now, uh-huh. and potentially there are six opens, openings right now, but potentially they could there could be nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say, I mean, I think the Chargers make the most sense. You know, he's an alumni of the Chargers. They have the quarterback, which is always the biggest question. Um, You know, I I think even what he's shown this year with Michigan and, you know, Jesse Minter did an incredible job as the defensive coordinator. 
Mm-hmm. That's the biggest question mark with the Chargers is like, hey, can you put the guy in place yeah. to shore up the defense? The good thing about defense finding a defensive coordinator is that they don't hit the coaching carousel as quickly as offensive coordinators do, right? So you have an offensive-minded head coach for an incredible quarterback. You could be in a really good situation for years to come. So to me, the Chargers job feels like it makes the most sense for him. Um but, you know, time will tell. Yeah, no doubt about that. Andrew Hawkins, who played in the NFL, does a great job. He's an ESPN NFL analyst. Hit him on Twitter, at Hawk. Joining us in studio here in Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. He's Harry Douglas. Mm-hmm. I'm Freddie Coleman. What has uh, ha, ha, happened to the Philadelphia Eagles man. after starting 10-1 and one and losing five out of their last six? They, they lost their confidence, man. They lost their mojo. They've lost their team chemistry. They've lost their will. They've, you know, everything, every cliche mm-hmm. that, you know, Jalen Hurts can go up there and say, you know, that's what is the problem. Because it's not talent. They have the talent. You know, I would argue that obviously the continuity on the defense after changing coordinators and, you know, the secondary wasn't playing great anyway. It's open sesame against that defense. Even <laughs> offensively when they do win um, or, or they were winning, it still didn't feel like they were really on the same page. The most alarming thing to me is that, in those moments where they break this three-game skid that they were on or they are a winning football team, they themselves don't sound like the confident ones. It's like they talk like the sky is falling down. Right. You juxtaposition that with the Cleveland Browns who are on their fourth quarterback. They sign somebody off the street, and they still believe that they can win a Lombardi. So my hope for the Eagles is that going into this playoffs, those veterans, these guys that were there a year ago for that run into the Super Bowl can snap back and just say, look, the cards are the cards. Right. Ultimately, it's us out there making the plays. It's us. It's not on anybody else. If we go out here and do what we do because we're talented, we can win these football games and make a run. I just haven't heard that kind of confidence when I hear their players speak in the media um, or I read articles about just the sentiment in the locker room. And everything that you're mentioning about the Philadelphia Eagles is part of the reason why the Dallas Cowboys won the NFC East. Mm-hmm. And – Look, Hawk, I might be a little biased because I went to Dallas a few weeks ago, and they uh-huh. treated your boy very, very well, Hawk. <laughs> oh, so, 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 damn it, Smooth I need the, the Cowboys. Boy. I expect them to make it to the <laughs> NFC Championship game. Not hope, not think, not maybe. No, I expect them uh-huh. to make it to the NFC Championship game. What chance do you get the Cowboys this season to make a deep playoff run? You know, I, I like their chances. It feels like a different Cowboys team. I think the, the, the problem years past, even when they would do well – Everybody understood this doesn't feel any different than we've seen, but this year it does feel different. Dak feels confident. Mm -hmm. Dak feels like he goes into game ready for the pressure because there's not too much on his shoulders. Mike McCarthy has done an incredible job with this offense, with this play calling, the detail around it to allow Dak to play more freely because he knows Mm -hmm. everything isn't on him. When when Kellen Moore was there, it was just, hey, we're going to throw a bunch of routes out there. We're going to give you just enough detail so that – if you do great in it, we'll get the credit. And if you mess up, it's your fault. Well, Mike McCarthy has kind of done the opposite. He's putting the, the onus on himself, which actually gives Dak Prescott a lot more flexibility and latitude to take the shots, take the chances, because he has a security blanket behind him. And I think that with this team has meant all the difference. They are playing confident. CeeDee Lamb is as good as any wide receiver ooh, in the league. Ooh. And their defense is still playing well. So 
I, all it takes is is them catching fire at the right time, and we have no reason to look at this Dallas Cowboys team and say that they don't have the ability to make a run at it. Hold on, Hawk. Can, can I ask you a question? Why why do teams continuously decide that they want to play CD Lamb? I have no idea. One on one, man. Did, did, <laughs> did know, they not watch his college film? You know, and then this is this is the beauty of it. You're you're absolutely right, but the way that this offense that McCarthy has put in this West Coast offense um, with new elements that the Cowboys use is the way they use their tight ends, the way they've used Brandon Cooks. As Brandon Cooks has gotten more detailed in the offense, Mm -hmm. his connection with Dak Prescott has actually been the most important thing because that's Mm -hmm. been the problem with CD. You could bracket him, and it – it, it completely shuts down the office. You can't do that anymore. Right. Because Brandon Cooks will get shots down the field. Dak is really good down the middle with, with these two tight ends, Ferguson and Schoonmaker, and that's forcing them to play CeeDee Lamb honest. And he is going ham because of it. Yeah, Brandon Cooks six touchdowns his last six games with, Brand, with um, Dak Prescott only mm-hmm. having two in the first part of the season. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst in studio, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. When I say the dangerous Buffalo Bills as a second seed, in the AFC, Andrew, what do you say? Man, the dangerous Buffalo Bills. I don't know what I say to that. I okay. feel like the Buffalo Bills <laughs> have grossly underachieved okay. this season and the previous. When you have one of the guys at quarterback, it shouldn't be the danger. It shouldn't be like, oh, watch out for those buff. Nobody's saying watch out for the Chiefs. Watch out for those Baltimore Ravens. Right. When you have the quarterback that they have, the defense that they have, the amount of – uh, even with all the injuries players, even with all the injuries, I feel like because it's not even a matter of the injuries. It's like their offense should be more consistent. Right. And, and, right. and it it's going to take lights out play from Josh Allen. But the reality is lights out play from Josh Allen just equates to don't turn the ball over that game against the Miami Dolphins. They won a great game. Good job. It shouldn't have been that hard. You actually make it harder on yourself because you are lights out talent. And so that's my question is is. Are they going to do enough not to shoot themselves in the foot? So, yes, they're a dangerous team, but it shouldn't be that. They should be a team that we're talking about should win the Super Bowl or should be up there with the Baltimore Ravens because they have that kind of personnel. Hawk, last one for you. The biggest matchup, I think, this weekend when it comes to wild card uh, games is the Detroit Lions versus the Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. And we know yep. the Rams, they have a potent offense. Yep. What type of chances do you give them in this matchup going to Detroit where Matthew Stafford is going to back where his career started? The Rams are a dangerous football team. Mm. They're the team that on paper you're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. But if you come in half-stepping at all, you mm-hmm. will not. This year has been the best quarterbacking year of Matt Stafford's career, in my opinion. It's been the best coaching job of Sean McVay, in my opinion, because when you looked at the outlook for this team coming into the season, and then you couple that with Cup getting hurt, you couldn't find a win on their schedule. And yet, here they are. I actually expect the Los Angeles Rams to come away with a victory because I think it's a good matchup. If that D-line and Aaron Donald can generate pressure on Jared Goff, we know he turns into a different quarterback. And if Aaron Donald is on point, it's going to be a long day for him. And then defensively, their defense is really good against the run, but there are opportunities down the field, specifically down the middle, and that's where Puka Nakua likes to work, that's where Matt Stafford likes to work, and that's where Cooper Cup likes to work. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun when the ex-girlfriend comes back to the new mm. gigs and says, you know what, 
I'm going to take this house back <laughs> when it comes to Matthew Stafford and the Rams. Going to Arizona, you know I love <laughs> your mama. <laughs> <laughs> but you're not going to be my daddy when it's all said and done. <laughs> oh, it's a pleasure, Hawk. Thank you so much, my man. Appreciate you guys for having me. Always great to have Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst. Always great joining us in studio. Great follow on Twitter. Hit him up at Hawk anytime you want. He joined us here on Freddie and Harry. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. We stay in the National Football League. There's a quarterback in the Lions division that could be somewhere else. Although, would that be the smartest move for that team to make? This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's Harry Douglas. Together we are Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. So the conversation about... Where's Jim Harbaugh's next destination? We know that's going to dominate the storylines until he decides what he's going to do. Here's a hint. He's not going to be coaching Michigan in 2024. Another big storyline in the National Football League in terms of the offseason. Where is Justin Fields going to wind up? Is he going to be a bear in 2024? Will he still have the same coaching Matt Eberfus in 2024? Or will he be somewhere else? Justin Fields says, you know what? No matter who has me or who wants me, I'm going to be that guy. Um, it would mean a lot, you know. Uh, I have a pretty good relationship with Ryan and you know, the guys upstairs, but you know, at the end of the day, this is a business, so you know they have to make the tough decisions. And you know, my job is just to go out there and play my best. But um, you know, it would mean a lot just to you know, get that confirmation from them and um, just really send a message that they trust me to um, you know lead this team and you know, be the quarterback for the Bears. I don't advocate people losing their jobs, but if you're the Chicago Bears and Jim Harbaugh's out there, there's no reason to not bring him along and keep Justin Fields your quarterback and draft somebody else with the number one pick that you're going to have courtesy Carolina Panthers. Caleb Williams may be a generational kind of talent. I trust that Jim Harbaugh can do a lot better guy who I know can play when it comes to Justin Fields and a guy that I'm wondering what is that going to look like at the next level, no matter how spectacular times Caleb Williams is on the college level, the one year at Oklahoma and the two years at USC. I'll tell you the only reason why I can't see the Chicago Bears staying with Justin Fields when you look at how they had the ability to draft – Patrick Mahomes, and they went with Trubisky. You look at last year, they had an opportunity, one overall, you could have taken C.J. Stroud. And we see what C.J. Stroud is doing right now with the Houston Texans. Mm -hmm. That is two times that you have passed on guys that you could potentially could have had to change your franchise. This is the third time. Um, They say the third time's a charm. Well, hopefully it's a charm for the Chicago Bears. Otherwise, they're going to be striking out. I still wonder what the Bears – I don't wonder what they're going to do. I know whatever they're going to do, they're going to have a new head coach. I still wonder if they're going to keep Matt Eberflus. But if they decide to do that, to me it would be ridiculous to move on from Justin Fields. It would be absolutely ridiculous to do that. You fortify a guy like that because he's shown, even when once everything really started to ramp up, that he could make those plays. He could get the ball in time to his wide receivers. The offensive line came together towards the final part of the season. If you're the Chicago Bears, if you're going to move on from your coach, then you should move on from Justin Fields. Because yeah. I know if I'm a new head coach, a new general, not a new general manager, if I'm a new head coach and Ryan Poles has picked me to be, the, be, the, be that guy, you want to bring in your own guy, no matter what you feel about Justin Fields. And there's going to be some equity when you move on from him when it comes to what kind of players or draft picks you're going to get in return. Because I know if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, I'm keeping an eye on that whole situation. Yep. Because you know you have talent in the offensive line. You got two talented running backs. You got guys on the outside that can make plays. You didn't have a quarterback. 
that guy would be the perfect match, Harry, for your Atlanta Falcons. Just plug and play and just have done with it if you're the Atlanta Falcons. But I would also say this when it comes to Justin Fields. It might be better for him just not to be in Chicago also. We might see a different side of Justin Fields and see him unlocked in a different way with a different organization. We we know how rocky early on in his career things have been. And also when you look at the situation from the Bears front office perspective, you have a chance to reset things. What we what we always talk about when it comes to the financial part, right? Yeah. How a lot of these teams are able to make runs because you have a young quarterback on a rookie uh, contract, mm-hmm. right? That That's why we've seen um, Russell Wilson in the Seattle Seahawks. We've seen a Lamar Jackson be able to do things. We've seen the Kansas City Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes be able to do things because you had young quarterbacks on that rookie contract that gave you a lot of flexibility yeah. uh, the 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 chess piece comes when that guy wants a new contract and even though the fifth year option yeah. uh, is picked up uh, from a team and that guy saying no I, I need to get my money now right yeah, it, it kind of it kind of sets you back a little bit in those regards instead of having more flexibility to be able to shop and go out there and get guys and have that money to be spent elsewhere in other places Harry Douglas Freddie coming together and Freddie and Harry and ESPN radio because just like when Justin Fields was drafted we can see the same situation with a lot of guys going in the first round of this year's draft. Jane Dams of LSU, we know he's going first round. Caleb Williams of the USC could be the top pick in the draft. Drake May of North Carolina, he's going to go in the first round. Michael Penix Jr., in my opinion, I'm not going to have what happened last night. That's not going to skew my opinion of a guy nope. that I firmly believe is a first-round talent. And if you're going to use last night as your barometer based on his talent or basing his talent on that, then you do not need to be evaluating people. If you're going to use one game to base that on the guy, if he should rise or fall in the NFL draft, especially at that position. Well, the film doesn't lie when it comes to Michael Penix Jr. Let's not forget, he was the leading passer in 2023 in college football. Mm -hmm. But let's go back to 2022 when he was second. So that's two consecutive years where he was that guy. One year he completed 65% of his passes. This year he completed 66% of his passes. But you talk about a guy over the two-year span, had over 9,200 yards, 66 touchdowns, and 17 interceptions. He's a baller. And when you look at teams Mm -hmm. drafting uh, high, yeah. The Bears potentially would need a quarterback. Commanders, Patriots, the Giants, Titans, if they don't want to stay with Will Levis. The Atlanta Falcons, the Vikings, the Broncos, the Raiders, the Saints. All these teams need quarterbacks. So I see Michael Penix Jr. going in the first round. Same thing with J.J. McCarthy of Michigan because his coach is going to be gone. He's going to be a top 20 pick, top 25 pick. We could have, once again, just like we had not too long ago, five quarterbacks going in the top 20 of the NFL draft coming up this year because that's how – devoid of talent that position is in the NFL with teams that need it, and these young squads are ready to do it on their way to the next level. We go back to the Tennessee Titans. They move on from Mike Vrabel, the head coach of the Tennessee Titans, after six years. Does that mean that the Pages can have their eye on him to replace Billy B? This is Freddie and Harry. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, 
We know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.